Welcome back to Field Notes by Ag Choice, an educational podcast focused on inspiring growth in our families, businesses, and rural communities. Thanks for listening. I'm Rachel Sadison, and joining me today is Kyle Kopko, Director of the Center for Rural Pennsylvania. The center is a legislative agency that serves as a resource for rural policy within the Pennsylvania General Assembly. It promotes and sustains the vitality of Pennsylvania's rural and small communities through research and information sharing. We'll learn more from Kyle about the Center for Rural Pennsylvania and its resources. Kyle, thanks for joining the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Rachel. So Kyle, I briefly described there in my introduction about the center, but could you give our listeners a bit more of a comprehensive background on the Center for Rural Pennsylvania, you know, why and how was it created and what type of work does the center do each year? Sure. We were founded in 1987. And, and the reason for that is in the 1980s, I'm sure as many listeners are aware, uh, it was a period of economic transition for rural communities in Pennsylvania. And the General Assembly didn't have great information about conditions on the ground, uh, data trends, things of that nature. Uh, so the center was founded as one of the legislative service agencies of the General Assembly. So we are part of the Pennsylvania General Assembly, the legislature. And we had two legislative mandates in that enabling legislation. One was to create a comprehensive database of rural indicators and trends. So that way policymakers, not only within the Commonwealth, but throughout the entire state of Pennsylvania. So municipalities, school districts, nonprofit leaders, they would all have access to good information on conditions in rural communities. And then secondly, our other big task was to fund a grants program to study applied policy issues in rural communities. And we do that in partnership with state universities and faculty members at those universities. Uh, So those are two big uh, objectives as a legislative service agency. And we respond to requests from members of the community, uh, as I mentioned, nonprofit groups, school districts, municipal leaders, so that way they have the best information possible for long-term planning and to better understand how policy affects rural communities and how it might also be different uh, from a policy that affects uh, an urban community instead. So we we can do that comparison and contrast. Uh, So that's the Center for Rural Pennsylvania in a nutshell. That's great, Kyle. So there are certainly a lot of hot topics impacting rural America right now, from broadband to the impacts of COVID-19 or rural communities. What key issues do you expect the center will focus on here in 2022? There's there's a lot going on, as I'm sure everyone's aware. Uh, but two things, actually three things I'll, I'll highlight here. Uh, first of all, the opioid crisis isn't going away. And that is still a major, major issue affecting many rural communities. And it's not just opioids anymore. It's it's just a larger addiction crisis. We're actually going to have a hearing on that topic coming up in February uh, in Harrisburg. So I'd encourage listeners to uh, check out our website for more information as we get that posted. So maybe some strategies that communities can help Uh, implement to uh, mitigate what's happening there. Broadband access obviously is a huge, huge issue 
for many of our rural communities. Uh, we're very happy to see that the General Assembly passed uh, House Bill 2071, creating the statewide broadband authority. Governor Wolf signed that into law uh, before the Christmas break. Uh, and thankfully, um, we do have a seat on that board. Uh, by uh, legislation, a member of the Center for Rural Pennsylvania must sit on that authority to ensure that there is a voice for rural. The other big thing that we're going to be looking at here are population shifts within rural communities. Specifically, there's, there's been a, a longstanding trend of decline in many rural communities, not all, but many rural communities throughout Pennsylvania. Uh, so what could be done about that? So it, it's an issue that affects all types of industries, healthcare, education, public services. It, it's an economic development issue too. It's not that having fewer people is a bad thing, but at least not having the resources and the information and knowledge handy to plan for that. That's our main concern. Uh, but there's also some communities that would like to reverse that trend and grow a little bit, or at least sustain the current population that they have for years to come. So that's going to be uh, another big topic that the center is going to tackle this coming year. Yeah, those are some really interesting topics, Kyle, and I um, will certainly keep tabs on, um, you know, the, the research and information that you're sharing on each of those. You know, in preparation here for today's podcast, I, I did check out the Center for Rural PA website and saw that you had released uh, a report about the rural Pennsylvania housing boom during the pandemic. Mm -hmm. That's a topic we've talked about in a few different ways here on the podcast. Could you share with our listeners about the findings of that study there? Sure. And this is available freely on our website for download too. So listeners can go check it out. Uh, we have a, a lot of GIS maps, color-coded maps there. Uh, so you can see these trends. Uh, so we, we were hearing about this from our community partners on the ground all throughout 2020, that there are more and more folks moving into rural areas. And the sentiment at the time was that this was um, a way for folks to escape urban areas that were really being affected by the COVID-19 pandemic. But we didn't really have any data to go on. Uh, so eventually the state tax equalization board released their 2020 data and we did a preliminary analysis and broke this down by county. And sure enough, we saw a sharp spike in housing sales in rural versus urban counties. So just to put this in context, the number of home sales in 2020, calendar year 2020, went up by 7% in rural areas, okay? But they declined by 6% in urban areas. So we have this very stark difference between rural and urban in terms of home sales. And so then we dug a little bit deeper and we researched some of the counties that saw the sharpest increase in home sales. And we went to their tax assessor's offices to find out any information that they had on file about these sales. And we were actually able to obtain data on where the buyers came from. So we were able then to uh, determine for a select number of counties what percentage of these home sales were out of county or out of state. And there was a significant minority of these sales where they featured home buyers from the New York, New Jersey, and Philadelphia regions moving in particularly to the Northeast. So Wayne, Pike, and Monroe counties saw the sharpest growth uh, during this period of time. And they also had a, a fairly high percentage 
of home buyers from outside the region. We also saw something happening in Somerset County. Uh, I was actually really surprised that it wasn't more folks from the Washington, D.C. area moving into that particular region, but instead it appeared to be uh, individuals from the Pittsburgh metropolitan area moving in, particularly to the ski resort areas around Seven Springs. Uh, so, you know, Poconos obviously having a lot of outdoor recreation, Seven Springs area having a lot of outdoor recreation. And we were also hearing from a lot of our partners that um, outdoor recreation industries were thriving uh, during the pandemic because it's one of the t uh, businesses and industries that was still open for operation. Uh, customers and consumers felt safe engaging in those types of activities. So I think that there's a parallel there between home sales going up in these particular counties uh, and what we also have heard on the ground from our industry partners, particularly in the outdoor rec and tourism industries. Mm -hmm. Wow, that, that's certainly some interesting information there, Kyle. And yeah, definitely uh, something that our listeners can check out there on the website to, to learn a little bit more. Really interesting though. So, uh, Kyle, our, our podcast listeners range from farmers to agriculture industry professionals. You know, what other research has the center conducted in recent years uh, that you feel are resources to our agriculture community? So um, I'm really glad you asked this question because we just released the second edition of our agritourism handbook. And again, this is freely available for download on our website. Uh, Dr. Susan Ryan of uh, California University of Pennsylvania and her co-author there as well uh, updated this edition. It's really a how-to guide for anyone who's interested in one, either starting an agritourism business or two, expanding their, their current uh, ag tourism business. Um, anything from how to use social media accounts properly, uh, some best practices for promoting yourself, uh, ideas for ways to engage tourists uh, with different types of activities, uh, different types of products that you might consider selling. Uh, that's that's something that I think would be of interest to folks. We also just recently released a, a report um, regarding uh, the 2017 Census of Agriculture. Uh, that should be up on our website here shortly. So I'd encourage uh, listeners to check that out as well. Uh, and we we frequently release uh, weekly datagrams uh, that touch upon issues of agriculture and industry. And in fact, I'll put in a plug here. Uh, so please mark your calendars for January 14th. Uh, we are going to have an online webinar. It's our uh, last scheduled webinar as part of our Rural Policy Summit series, and it will focus on agriculture. Uh, Secretary Russell Redding has uh, indicated his uh, willingness to participate. We also have several legislators uh, from the House and the Senate, uh, from the House Ag and Rural Affairs Committee, and also the Senate Ag and Rural Affairs Committee, who are going to be participating. So the broad theme is going to be uh, the future of agriculture in Pennsylvania and where some of these policymakers see policy matters going over the next five to 10 years. Uh, so it should be a really fascinating discussion. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. This is great. Uh, as we conclude, are there any other thoughts you'd like to share here with our listeners? I'd just like to encourage our, uh, our constituents, listeners to reach out if they have uh, any requests or if they have any ideas uh, for research projects that the center ought to undertake. Uh, you know, we were created, as I mentioned, to help uh, decision makers create 
good, actionable public policy that benefits our rural communities. Uh, so we want to hear from people and understand what's happening on the ground so we can provide the best services as possible. Wonderful. Well, thank you, Kyle, for helping us to learn more about this great resource for Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for having me. If you enjoyed today's episode, please rate and review, plus subscribe and share it with a friend. As always, you can head over to agchoice.com slash podcast to view the transcript and listen to other episodes. To catch all the latest from us, follow along on Facebook and Instagram at agchoicefarmcredit.